Welcome back to Rockhound Radio. It is Tuesday. We are back for some more gaming, some more Fallout, a little bit of Pokemon, for you know, all that good stuff, man. So I actually just finished up. I'm actually still got everything pulled up. I'm like still set up in gaming mode. Usually I'm sitting over the computer when I'm recording podcasts and doing all that stuff. But you know what? We're just chilling. I thought, you know what? I said, this is a weekend to get ahead. I'm already ahead for Friday. Me and Cameron recorded an episode and I've got some gameplay already set up. And I said, man, what a better way to do this and just get it done now. So I actually just finished recording Fallout for this week. And yeah, I said, you know what? It's a good thing to do it fresh out of the gate, fresh in the memory. And this week in Fallout is what we're going to cover first. So I joined in or loaded into the game. I was held up in Sanctuary up in my home base, just kind of chilling out. I got everything ready. I will say probably one of the best things you can do if you're playing um, a modded save or even a non-modded save and you really want to put the time into it is to be able to get those ammunition and gun yeah, uh, production things set up. So you can actually start producing your own guns, ammo. It'll do... It'll do you a lot of justice to get that done because maybe you want to, you know, out. Basically, my idea was to outfit my entire um, compound with everybody with like the same gun, same ammo. Like in theory, I'm like, all right, if everybody has the same gun, everybody has the same ammo. You should never, you know, run out of ammo. You should never have any, you know, real issues with anything. So I figured, you know, that was like the best thing. And then I started stockpiling all guns, all, uh, yeah all the articles of clothing if anything you can well i guess you got two options really the first option for me and if you want a good option early game is you just stockpile everything and then give your settlers that and the second option we haven't even got to in the game yet but i'm very excited to is the mechanical menace which is the dlc for forget what the dlc is called it's the it's the it's the robot dlc but you will eventually get the option to be able to build your own robot companion. And you can just pretty much roll around with a robot companion slash tank. Um, and they'll have all the firepower you need. Or you can just build them to man your settlements. So either way, I mean, you know, you can stockpile. And if you just stockpile to use for a little bit, you always have a shitload of loot to be able to take to Diamond City and trade off for caps and whatever, whatever else. Because... There's quite a few um, vendors throughout the game that only sell or like they sell like one of items. So it'd be like a legendary, um, yeah, a legendary item or weapon or whatever it is. And they are the only ones, I believe, to carry that item. So you either got to buy it, steal it, you know, whatever. I mean, it's fallout. So whatever transaction you don't have enough money for, you always have enough bullets for. Well, if you're prepared enough. So we started out, I've been saying this for like the last, like probably two years I've tried to play this game. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Fallout and I'm going to, I'm going to break or yeah, break. I'm going to go through the game and be a part of the Brotherhood of Steel. It's my favorite ending. I just, you know, I've always been a big Brotherhood fan through all the games and I just never really put the time and effort into it, but Um, now that we're, you know, now that we're recording it, I'm like, you know what? I have to. So we did what every good, um, brotherhood initiate would do. And we reported into our local paladin. He said, all right, I, you know, I got a quest for you. Old paladin Dan's I'm going to say this now. Paladin Dan's is 
probably one of my favorite NPCs across the board in the game. Um, we'll discuss more of his backstory and stuff as the uh, as the game goes on. Well, not really backstory, but just like story in general. But he is, you know, he's like your foot in the door for the the Brotherhood of Steel, and he's just a I don't know, man. He's a likable character. He's I'm I'm very excited to be able to pick him up as a follower. So essentially, in Fallout, there are follower mechanics for like whether they like stuff and don't like stuff. So like any, so the, you know, I talked about this at the end of the episode uh, that we just recorded, like the politics of uh, the Commonwealth. So essentially the politics of the world, and this is like very basic is, you know, you have humans and then you have all your other races, i.e. super mutants. Um, I guess there's really no other races that I can think of off the top of my head. But um, you have, and then you have like synths, like the synthetic AI people that pretty much generally look just like people. So the consensus is, you know, those people are bad, humans are good, you know, yada, yada. So that's like the main politics that drive throughout the campaign and throughout the, the game is it's, you know, you're pretty much always at war because um, you don't know if your neighbor's really your neighbor or if they got taken out of their house and got replaced by, you know, AI essentially, which you never know, dude, we could in the, you know, let's take a, let's take a hot second away from the game and think about that in real life. The way AI has gone away, technology is dude, that is 100% of fucking possibility. So you just never really know, man. But uh, anyway, the Brotherhood of Steel are very, you know, they're very against the synthetic thing. You know, they want to eradicate every anything, basically, if unless it's, you know, human or unless it's bad or like a raider or criminal or whatever. But so when you're traveling with Paladin Dan's, a lot of the. um, Yeah, what am I trying to think of? A lot of the actions and like things that you do will you know, who either like that or dislike it. And a lot of his stuff, like if you help some of the synths along the game, like if you're following them and you run into, because they're, you'll run, you know, God, we're, there's so much that I'm, I don't want to divulge any, it'll just be like ice. It'll just be like the very, very tip of the iceberg. So there, you do run into some factions into this game that are like pro synthetic people, right? They're like, they want to harbor them. They want to get them out of the clutches. They want to basically save them, which you can't have a, you can't have it one faction without another one wanting to eradicate it. So it only makes sense. But say you run into some of these people and you got Palin and Dan's with you and you help them or, you know, pretty much if you do anything except react hostilely or, you know, in a matter mode of eradication, then he is not too happy with that. There's been a few instances like this was years ago when I played, like you do something and it's like Paladin dance doesn't like that. And you're like, and he like makes comments about it too. He's like, ah, you know, those are, those are synths. you know, they're not even real people, but um, yeah, that's just generally like the, well, you know, like the politics and everything of the, the story. So it's very interesting when you get different um, NPCs that travel with you because some of them are up for doing some shady shit and some of them are not up for doing some shady shit. So to, like I said, we'll wrap right back around to the start of the episode. We started out in Sanctuary and we were heading off towards, I think, Cambridge Police Station to meet up with our good old friend Paladin. Well, yeah, the Paladin Dance, the one and only. 
yeah, we get there. He's like, listen, I had, we had a recon team sent out. They were supposed to be doing this, supposed to be doing that. Basically, we haven't heard from them. <clears throat> I need you to follow these distress signals, find these guys, figure out what happened. And I'm like, okay, sure. That's no problem at all. Well, we start adventuring. We come across the first guy. No problem. We're like, all right, sweet. Second guy. Um, we start. Well, yeah, we start running into a few. Well, it's like a few turrets and a few ghouls. And the second uh, distress signal is inside of this. I think it's like the National Guard Recruitment Center office thing. I'm pretty sure at least. But um, yeah, you make your way there and then you actually have to go inside, which I had completely forgot. You go inside, get attacked by a shitload of ghouls. You find like the next scribe and like the holotape. You listen to the holotape and essentially it's uh, just like their last words, man. They were getting attacked, trying to hold the fort down and none of that happened. They uh, died. They died, uh, I guess, in battle. And the, I'm pretty sure at least one of them did. I, I think the other one was like trying to escape a firefight. But yeah, they definitely... Um, they definitely met the wrong end of the fate. So you move on and it says like the last, yeah, the last uh, beacon or whoever you're looking for is over by some satellite array. And you're like, okay, which I, I mean, I'd, I've done this quest probably a dozen times. So I did remember, but on your way over there, you, if you look off into the distance, you will see some super mutants and one of them will be carrying a glowing red, something and if you don't know what that something is i'm here to tell you it's not a piece of candy it's not a grenade it's a mini nuke these suicide um yeah suicide bomber type mutants uh, suicide mutants or whatever they call them i don't remember but they will pretty much come running directly at you and throw a mini nuke onto the ground at their feet and blow up everything so I would advise you have some kind of explosive, whether it's a grenade, Molotov, a missile, or you can like shoot the bomb, which I wasn't very good at. Well, I think the first one I did hit pretty well. Um, well, I actually think I, this happened twice this game. The first time it happened, you come across a earlier in the quest, you came across like a what is it, a down plane, like a plane that had crashed. And I had found some super mutants. I hit that one with a sniper and it was like eliminated the whole entire encounter. It was like right at the beginning of the episode. I, I had forgot. But yeah, you can make quick work of them. But fast forward back to the satellite dish and I see a bunch of super mutants. And I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's fucking pick them off long range. One of them is a, you know, a bomb thrower. He's a suicide mutant. And I have like three mutants and him and like two of the mutant hounds rushing me. And I mean, they're pretty damn close because you can hear that, uh, that mini nuke beeping like it's a fucking grenade and you hear like beep, 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 beep. And it gets, you know, louder and louder as it gets closer to you. Well, I like turned around, I chucked a grenade, pulled out some kind of gun. I don't even remember. just started firing off rounds and thankfully I hit him and it, uh, leveled the playing field a little bit but yeah there's still several there's super mutants around um i don't even remember how many there was several that one of them i was you know i thought i was hot shit dude i like ran up to the very top pulled out my uh, tire iron beat the first one and i was like all right hell yeah dude two mutants left i'm gonna go down here and get these guys it'll be like cake 
I get down to the one on the bottom. I like catch him on fire and I run up and I hit him with my tire iron and like into vats mode. And it like does barely any damage. And I was like, oh shit, dude. I started panicking. I was like, uh, uh, and at this point I barely had any ammo because the only ammo I had was for a sniper rifle with a scope. I had burnt through all my other, um, like micro fusion cells for the blaster rifles. It just wasn't a good time. But yeah, I, uh, I did come out on top and you know what? I think this is maybe not the first up. This is maybe the first episode or the first recording I didn't die or maybe one of the very few that I've recorded so far that I didn't die or came very close to death. I got sort of close, but nothing that was, Oh my God. Speaking of almost dying, the fucking rad scorpions, mutated scorpions that run around this fucking thing are huge for one terrifying for two and three, just a colossal pain in the dick. I mean, these things are coming after me and like, I forgot that they burrow their way underground and I'm fighting one and it like literally burrows its way through a rock. And I like jumped like my, like my reaction recording. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even remember that it even happened, but yeah. Um, let's see. We, we took care of the super mutants. You find the last distress signal. Um, they're talking about getting up to, I think it's like recon recon theta bunker. It's like a like a recon bunker to the very, very northern tip of the map. And uh, you find your way to this bunker, which in the, you know, I've been doing a little bit of fast traveling to cut out a little bit of travel time. So I ended up traveling back to that plane crash that I had discovered at the beginning of the episode. And as soon as I, as soon as I spawn in, there's three raiders and they're like, they all start shooting me and I'm like, okay, well they start shooting. And then all of a sudden a bunch of feral ghouls start attacking and if you guys remember early on in the first, uh, it would have been the first episode on YouTube for Fallout, I had talked about and referenced um, you You eventually find a bunch of feral ghouls in the game that are actually named uh, Mrs. like Mr. and Mrs. Donahue, Mr. and Mrs. Sonny, and there's a couple other ones I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you actually run into them as ghouls into the game. And yeah, you find them at this crash because they attack the Raiders and then they attack me. I tried to explain to him like, Hey dude, I, you know, before the bombs dropped, I was your neighbor, bro. But yeah, there was uh, no reasoning with them. So then after that, we made our way to the bunker. You find Paladin Brandis. I'm pretty sure he is locked up in this bunker, dude, scared out of his mind. I pretty much, you get the access codes to get in. You walk in, the dude's like holding a gun on you, freaking out. If you have very high charisma, like I think you need a 10. Um, I think you need at least a 10 in charisma to convince him. You can actually convince him to rejoin the Brotherhood of Steel, which I totally did. And he, I said, you know what, dude? There's always room in the Brotherhood for, you know, anybody new and old, especially a paladin from before. So, yeah, you did convince or you, I, we, us, I don't know. We convinced him to come back to the brotherhood and which is pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure later on in the game, once the brotherhood gets a little bit more established in the game, which, you know, I, there's so much, like I know so much about this damn game and the story that I just want to like fucking, I don't even know, vomit up all the information like blah, it's all right here, but I know I can't. So, yeah, he will become more a little bit more apparent like later on in the game whenever the Brotherhood 
gets a little more involved. But yeah, you, I'm pretty sure, like, because you eventually unlock like a base that traveled back and forth to that's like the main headquarters for the Brotherhood. And I'm pretty sure once you convince him, or after you convince him, later on in the game you can run into him at like the uh, at the headquarters, which is which is pretty cool. I always thought that was a nice little you know nice little thing that they added in that that was a good possible or that that would be a possibility jesus so we helped palin and brandis we gave them their holotags we reported back into palin and dan's and he's like oh yeah thanks you could do some jobs for uh reese or you know halen or whatever and he pretty much you know he tells you there's some like power armor stuff in the basement if you want to uh work on your stuff or try to repair it or whatever but yeah pretty much that's it and that's all he is pretty much good for until later on into the game. I mean, he pretty much roams around the police station doing whatever. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, after this, I made up my mind that I was going to... Oh, God, I forgot about this, too. I was going to make off for the big city. Diamond City has been in our sights since the start of the game. And... Um, yeah, what am I trying to say? It has been where we were directed towards finding information to find our son. So I said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna put this put this gauntlet to the test. Let's go. So in the prior things to this game, and I must have just tried to like buffalo my way through at a lower level, but I remember trying to get to Diamond City in the past and not really knowing like how to get in or how to get there, or, like the best way to approach. So, you know, good old me, doomsday prepper here. I went to back to my sanctuary, hopped in a suit of power armor, and took off to the big city. And we're, we crossed the bridge. We took out some bandits, crossed the bridge. Walking up to the city, I see a fight break out. And I'm a good distance away, maybe 80 to 100 yards. And I'm like, you know what? I see this dude. He's like peeked around a corner. What do I do? Pull out my rifle. And I'm like, okay, dude, fucking sayonara. Good night, motherfucker. Blow. And just like sniper shot. Take out half of his health. And wouldn't you know it when that happens, the only thing I see for the name of the character I shot was Diamond City Security. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. For one, I didn't realize that I was right next to the city already. Cause I never take the smart, efficient way in. I always would take the fucking go around and pain in the dick side in. But yeah, I shot a diamond city security guard. They were not happy. Him and his buddy unloaded several rounds on me. I tried to apologize. I said, Hey dude, complete accident. I'm sorry. Shot you in the back of the head where you weren't looking. Didn't mean to. I even got rid of the super mutants. They were fighting like thinking, you know, Hey, you know, lay down your arms, brother. I'm here to help. They didn't want to talk or, you know, they didn't want to see any reasoning. So I just kind of like took off running like through down through the streets, circled my way around to Diamond City and made my way into the, yeah, to like the main entrance. So if you're unfamiliar with Fallout and Diamond City, the reason it, how it got its name is because it is in a baseball park, which I did not know. The first time like playing this game, I was like, oh man, Diamond City, like what's this place going to be? I get here and it's a fucking baseball stadium. I was like, oh, well that makes, you know, complete sense. But yeah, it is really cool. We actually ended the episode right in uh, Diamond City. You get to the gate, 
you are accosted by a little newspaper chick named Piper trying to get her way into the city. And I, I never really liked Piper so much in the game. I always thought she was kind of annoying. It's kind of a cool character to have because there are several quests involving and around her and that she gives you and stuff. But I don't know. I was never really super impressed with her as an NPC. You can actually take her with you and go do shit. But I was like, you know what? I don't know if you can at the very moment, but uh, eventually you can unlock that. But yeah, it was, uh, I think that's all we did for this episode, man. That was, a uh, man, I couldn't believe that 20 minutes has already passed. I'm, I need to record for the games right after I play them every time, dude. Having it fresh right there. I feel like I don't have to fucking forget anything, but yeah, we, uh, we wrapped up our save in diamond city and next week we will tackle who knows what we're probably going to get our bearings in the city, maybe sell some stuff, maybe buy some stuff, but yeah, that's all I got for fallout this week. Um, Fortnite, I've been uh, today. I will say uh, today I got my ass kicked. I didn't do decent, a single game. Um, but yeah, it was it was no fun. I will say my best my best advice for playing zero build, which I think is the best thing that Fortnite ever did. A lot of people, a lot of those hardcore like builders and stuff that have been playing forever, like, oh, you know, zero zero builds is trash, yada yada, blah blah. Um, here is my advice to you if you're playing zero builds and you're pushing for a late circle, make sure you pick up the port of forts. The port of forts are the best thing for that you'll be able to do as far as controlling a fight and controlling an environment. If you need to get high ground or kill people around you or do whatever. And it'll also, you know, you throw a couple forts down, especially if you and your buddy are running some, they will provide a little bit of a time gap for you to be able to heal or shield up. So yeah, seriously think about carrying those forts into the end game circle in Fortnite. That's all I got for Fortnite shirt tips this week, because the tip for me is to get better because I suck today. But uh, outside of that, what else we got going on? Zelda. I guess we should do like a... Man, I guess I really missed the beat on the Zelda. I got too wrapped up in Fallout. Um, I think I think it's easier just to record about Fallout on here every week and like the play-by-play. Because this is what we originally started playing and recording for. And then like the Zelda is just kind of like a bonus thing. So, I mean, I might do a couple episodes for Zelda for the podcast whenever uh, we get to like maybe a, a bigger point in the game. But for right now, man, hopefully you guys are just enjoying the gameplay and you know, you're sticking around and yeah, but Pokemon, that's what I want to talk about. So this week we, what do we do this week? Uh, or last week, God, I haven't played for this week yet. I don't know what I've done in Pokemon yet. Cause I haven't played, but la- we'll talk about last week. Last week we took on Morty for the fourth gym and crushed him because we have a croc and all that knows bite. All of his ghostly ghouls went down very fast to our super effective bite. We picked up a third team member. Yeah. Cause we're benching Noctow. So officially right now we have a croconaw an Ampharos, not an Ampharos. I'm sorry. A flaffy and an Eevee. We're going to, we're going to roll the dice on this Eevee and it's going to be a friendship evolution and I'm just going to let the game decide. I really want an Espeon, but I normally play at night. So it only seems, you know, it only fits the bill for the game that it'll turn out to be an Umbreon. I mean, either one I'll be happy with because they're both good. I mean, I would prefer Espeon just because having a psychic, I mean, having a psychic cannon like that is 
ridiculous. Maybe I'll try to, maybe I'll try to aim for the Espeon. That's what originally what I wanted to do anyway, but we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, we defeated Morty. We are on our way to Olivine City. Once we get there, we'll have some shenanigans to deal with. But yeah, we dealt with the legendary dogs, had their encounter. I actually ran into one of the legendary dogs on our way. I was battling some trainers, and I just had like a random encounter in the grass. And it was like, boom, Raikou. And I like said, all right, I'm chucking this Pokeball. If I catch this thing, it'll automatically go on my team. I don't care. It'll just be crazy luck. I chucked a ball at it. Didn't, didn't even shake once, I don't think. No, maybe it did. I actually think I think it actually shook three times and then busted open, but I don't remember. It was like one of those two things. It was either like a quick disappointment or like a drug out disappointment. But yeah, the uh, the Pokemon playthrough is going really well. If you guys have suggestions on ROM hacks or other Pokemon games you want to see, please send me a message. Send them in. Let me know because I'm excited to keep playing Pokemon. Heart Gold is, I mean, I've talked about it a thousand times, man. I'll say it's one of my favorites, man. Playing it is... Just been kind of chillaxing, relaxing, doing the doing our damn thing. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, I think that's all I got for this week. Man, that 25 minutes went fast. I usually never, ever record at night. I always do my podcast recording in the morning when I'm fresh. I said, you know what, dude? We're going to change it up. Today, this week has been a week of getting ahead. So here's the getting ahead. Here's the next week. I hope to, hope you guys come back. Same, you know, we'll be right here, baby. Same time, same place. Same old host, me. And this has been Rockhound Radio. Thank you for listening. And make sure you head on anywhere you follow podcasts. Leave a rate, leave a review. And, you know, I'm all over the place, man. Stitcher, TikTok, Twitch. Not Twitch. I always th- I always say that, but I'm always thinking Twitter, um, Facebook, all those places. YouTube. Make sure you head on over to YouTube. You can catch up on all your Fallout gameplay. See some Zelda. Maybe chill out, hang out, play some Fortnite with the boys. And you can always, you know what, I've, I've said it before, send, send a message in, man. And maybe one of these nights that recording Fortnite, we can get you into play. So send me a message, let me know, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.